Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey everybody, welcome to Resting Bitch Face. I'm your host, Julie. And I am Melinda. Yeah, are you Melinda or Melissa or Melinfus? I think I'm Melinfs today, although I could be Miranda. Um. <laughs> oh my gosh, too funny. Um, yeah, so we are here to <laughs> recap season three, episode one of Love After Lockup. All new cast, all new stories. I really enjoyed the first episode last night. What did you think? Oh my God. <laughs> it's going to be a shit show. For sure. I feel like there should be some kind of drinking game where every time you say, <laughs> oh, my God, you take a shot. But then you'd probably just pass out. Uh, OK, yeah, I actually have, oh, my God, several times in my notes. And not only that, but I wrote in my notes that there should be a drinking game that every time during one of these shows or 90 Day Fiance or something, someone says the words soulmate love of my life, uh, destiny, fate, stuff like that, that you should take a shot. And we will get so plastered like halfway through the show. I'm down for that. Yeah. I do want you to tell our audience why your name is Melinths today. So my name is Melinths today because (laughs) (laughs) my mom and I took a very very spur of the moment trip to texas last weekend to see my brother who just came back from a deployment and she literally like booked our tickets at 12 30 in the morning and we were on a plane at nine and she had already taken her ambien oh my <laughs> so god she spelled my name wrong <laughs> so when she sent me a copy of the flight details i was like mom you spelled my name wrong oh my god she literally spelled it m-e-l-i-n-f-s yeah. So uh, I had to go in there and explain, like, this is not actually my name. <laughs> I'm so glad and they then, weren't assholes about it, though, and they let you on the plane. Oh, no, I know. And then to make it worse, <laughs> every time my mom flies, for some reason, uh, she sets off the little, um, like, x-ray thing. Yeah. And they always have to do, like, a basically, like, a cavity search of her uh, lady oh my area. God. And then her luggage got searched because she completely forgot that she had bought my brother a pocket knife that has my my dad's fingerprint on it and had it engraved. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. And so she thought that it was because it was still like wrapped and in a box um, that she could put it in her carry on. So oh my gosh. I had gosh. to run back. I had to check my luggage, which I never do. Oh, no. I hate checking my luggage. So, I mean, and it was, like, a two-day trip. So, I was just yeah. like, I threw stuff in a bag. Girl, I literally packed, like, five dresses and no underwear. What? What? It was, like, <laughs> 1 a.m. when I was throwing stuff in a bag. Like, I was already, like, on my way to Drunkville and, like, half asleep. <laughs> that sounds horrible because I, I cannot stand not wearing underwear. <laughs> I, I mean, them, I don't, it wear, was, un- like, it I don't wear underwear at home when I wear like the shorts with the built-in underwear. That's mostly what I wear at home. Yeah, me too. But or when I wear like yoga pants or something, I don't like to wear underwear at home. But if I'm out and about, I have to wear underwear. I am not a commando girl. I was wearing underwear. I just forgot to pack more. Oh, you just have to wash them like every day that you were there. <laughs> no, I just I just bought some more. But like. <laughs> I don't oh I think the only reason that I did is because I had done like all of our laundry that day and so mm-hmm. it was still in the laundry room and I was thinking like oh I need to go grab it out of the laundry room and then I forgot so since um, you forgot an essential what did you pack that you didn't need mm, like four different sets of fingernail strips 
Oh my god. Because <laughs> I just well, they were just all together, and so I just like threw them in my bag. I am always overpacking, and I always tell myself like, you don't need this. It's just a weekend or whatever. And my goal is to pack as little as possible. But I end up with this giant fucking bag. Usually, I have a backpack yeah. that I carry through the airport, so I don't have to pay for a uh to have an item. Yeah. Um, but this last year I bought, uh, Vanessa's aunt got her a little spinner rolling suitcase type thing that fits under the seat in front of you. And then I got nice. my own, but you know, Corona happened and we haven't been anywhere, but I'm probably going to overpack that bitch too. Yeah. I'm pretty notorious for overpacking, <laughs> but because I had so little time, I, uh, I was trying not to, and I didn't want to haul a super heavy bag. You underpacked a very like important a sh- item. <laughs> I know. I know. And I packed more dresses than I needed. But well, I'm just I glad we let you like, on a plane. just grabbing stuff. I'm glad they didn't give you wrong. a hard time. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the whole thing was a giant mess. But you had fun, didn't you? We did. We did. I hadn't Good. seen my brother in a year, so that was nice. And I hadn't seen my niece in a year, my sister-in-law in a year. Um, so that was really nice. Uh, we've they went and did like family pictures and they forced us to be in one. And I was so upset because why? Because I packed all these cute dresses and that particular day, I thought they had already gone and gotten their pictures done. And so I just threw on like a tank top and shorts and I didn't wash my hair. Aww. And then they threw us into some of the pictures and I was like, I just wanted to look nice. Cause Aww. I had almost put on the dress and did my hair. But then I was like, okay, you know what, Melinda? Like, one day these people will not be here anymore and you're going to be glad that you have a picture with them at all and you're not going to care what you look like because they oh, don't yeah. care what you look like. And so I, ha- I had this like little, you know, self-help talk with myself and then I was okay. And my sister-in-law sent one to me yesterday and it was really cute. I I do that same thing. I actually, we went to Breckenridge this last weekend just for like a day trip and yeah. we walked around Main Street and we went to see the Breckenridge Troll, which was really cool. And, you know, we took like family pictures together. People took pictures of all of us. And usually I like to do a selfie so that I can kind of position myself to yeah. look really good uh, in the yeah. picture. Uh, yeah. That one. So, you know, these these photos that other people are taking are, you know, full body. They're not at good angles. I don't know who thinks that taking an angle from below is a good idea, but it's not. And um, I felt uncomfortable about it I didn't like to look at the photos because I didn't like the way that I look but then I have to do the same thing I have to tell myself like these pictures are memories for my daughter and Mm -hmm. just smile and do your best and treasure them because I like my mom was really self-conscious about her looks too and so she would refuse to be in pictures and because of that I only have like three pictures of us together exactly now that she's was always gone. my grandma that was always my grandma i'm like nana like i just want a picture of you i don't care how you yeah. look and that that's kind of like what occurred to me later i was like you know what? when when my kids are looking at these pictures one day they're just gonna see their mom yep they're not gonna care what i looked like yeah exactly yep i mean because now my mom's gone and i don't have like any photos of us yeah or her really so yeah. I don't want to do that to my kids. So I just, I, I try to look my best and maybe get a good angle and smile and just not tr- try not to like tear myself apart when I look at it. It's hard. I totally get it. But you got to do it, is it for really your kids. Hard. Yeah. Yep. Anyways, um, before we get on to recapping the show, I do want to say a big thank you to the ladies at I did not sign up for this podcast It is an awesome show. Basically, they are having real everyday people tell stories of insane things that happened to them. Um, I was just listening to one episode where a woman's husband was like robbing banks and she didn't know. It's crazy. It's such a good story. So it's an awesome show. And they had me on as a guest this week. So that can be found on their Patreon. It is the first time I have ever told the entire story of my daughter's biological father, how we met. I mean, the story has everything. It has 
uh, several babies by different women. It has a felony. It has a kidnapping. Um, it's an insane story. So if you guys want to hear my story, make sure you head over to the patreon.com slash I did not sign up for this account and then check them out also on Instagram. They are at I did not sign up for this dot podcast. It's an awesome show. I think you guys will really enjoy it. And soon Melinda will be a guest as well. Will Melinda be a guest or will Miranda? Time will tell. Miranda or Melissa or (laughs) (laughs) whoever you are that day. Um, But my beautiful co-host will be a guest. (laughs) Oh, well, thank you. No, it really was a great podcast. And I loved listening to it. I was actually supposed to guest. And then my mom booked us a flight randomly. Um, (laughs) But when they were introducing us on their podcast, they totally called me Miranda for about five minutes. And I was was dying laughing listening to it. (laughs) And when they realized it, it was even funnier. Yeah. But um, definitely give them a listen their Patreon is amazing. Their regular feed is amazing. They are amazing. Yeah. They have great stories for themselves. Um, they've been best friends since high school and they're, it shows like, it's just, yeah. it's fun to listen to them. Yeah. They're really great people. So um, check that out and, and look out for Melinda's episode. And then I think I have to come on for a part two to tell my marriage. Uh, and you story. definitely have to come on for a part <laughs> two girl. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's a great, great show. So head over there, leave them a good review, tell them that we sent you and yeah, I think you guys will enjoy it, but let's get on with Yay. the show. Uh, I have been so excited for a new season of Life After Lockup. Love After nope. Lockup. Yep. <laughs> it's Love After Lockup. I have been dying for some new characters. We don't have to look at stupid Tony and Angela. And like, oh, um, God. although I could watch an entire show of just Lamar and uh, Andrea. They are pretty funny. Um, yeah, I could I watch an entire like show. So- calculated like i feel like they really are i feel like yeah i don't know i I don't think that at all it seems like they're producing their own content um i love watching lamar in utah so (laughs) yeah that is pretty hilarious (laughs) that could be a whole thing yeah so anyway so we're on to brand new couples the first couple that we see in the show are Lindsay and scott uh, Lindsay's 27. She has gone to prison for four years for possession of methamphetamine and a firearm. And Scott's a 51-year-old business owner. So, yeah. He's something. Is, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So, um, he brings over an interior designer to spruce up this house before his girlfriend Lindsay comes home. She has provided him with pictures of magazines, of things that she likes. It looks like she has pretty expensive taste. Um, These, like, magazine ripouts are taped to the wall in different rooms, and she's written notes on them. And the interior designer asked if he has a budget in mind. He said it doesn't really matter. Uh, Just do anything from $1 to a million dollars. And the interior designer, she almost pisses herself when she hears that $1 million mark. Well, I just want to say, like, this interior designer was not, like, a young, hip woman. This this was, like, a mid-50s, very, like, polished but opinionated, like, older woman. Do you woman. think she was actually an interior designer? Because no! she asked some pretty inappropriate questions, in my opinion. If she's an interior designer, like, she needs to go back to school to learn how to, like, mind your own business. I mean, I liked her. She was telling it like it is. And, I mean, you we have to keep in mind that there's a camera crew there. And I Oh, yeah. No, I 100% think yeah. that they were feeding her lines. But they were, yeah. like, talking about whether or not Scott was going to be able to handle a 27-year-old in bed. Uh, yeah. She, she needed to he needed to keep Viagra on both sides of the bed. And I was like, Oh yeah. I don't know. She might not be an actual interior designer, but uh, it was interesting. I like that. She just kind of told it like it was and, and she did not hold back. So I enjoyed that. Um, and then, so Scott's explaining to us how he met Lindsay and I, I can't handle it when these people say that they just came across someone's profile online 
Like it just popped up in their suggested friends on Facebook or something. Um, I mean, you were on a website specifically looking for inmates. Yeah. You didn't no, you stumble didn't just... across her profile. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, he admits that he was on an inmate website. He said that it's no different than match.com. That's debatable. I'm going to have to disagree on that one. Um, if if match.com was super specific to yeah, just like one type of person. Sure. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he wrote to her. She responded and the relationship took off from there. He's telling the interior designer that he actually moved from upstate New York to be with Lindsay. I think they're in, aren't they in like Missouri or something? Mississippi. Miss, that seems like a downgrade. Olive Branch, Mississippi. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a great thing. But she probably can't leave the state after she is, she's probably going to be on parole and everything. So Yeah. Um. Uh, the interior designer asks what Lindsay does, and he has to tell her, of course, that she's getting out of prison. And these people have to tell every single person that they come in contact with that their significant other is in prison and why and all of that. It's I would be so uncomfortable if someone told me that. Yeah, it was just <laughs> like really awkward because he kind of like hemmed and hawed about it for a minute <laughs> it's just like what yeah. is he gonna say like i don't yeah. know yeah i find it super confusing though that we have another scott and Lindsay, as if like scott and lizzie weren't enough yeah like, I, I, think I don't know this if i'm gonna be, gonna be, be kind of wild people. though she seems like she is a wild one so she does seem wild she's got some sweet blue eyeshadow in prison though I was so surprised at the makeup because that looks like real makeup. That does not look like prison makeup, but I think no, that they like can probably makeup. get real makeup from commissary, right? Mm, maybe. It, it, I think a lot of it just depends on the prison. I mean, do girls just do the coffee grounds makeup and stuff when they don't have money for commissary and they're like making it work? I don't know. I've never been to prison. Oh. <laughs> I watch a lot of uh, I watch a lot of sixty days in though. I'm just saying I don't know. They uh, probably don't want to spend their commissary money on makeup when they could spend it on honey buns. Oh, that's true. Oh, honey buns. I'm. So I do hungry. have it on good faith though that um, there is a specific brand of chips that they make for jails uh, that you cannot get anywhere but a jail, and I, I I have inside knowledge that those chips are freaking delicious. Well, I bet if it, I don't know, I, uh, I want someone to smuggle I've known a some couple out. people that have. Well, yeah, you can bring home your commissary. You don't have oh, to leave okay. it. So, yeah, I've had I've had some people back home bring That's home so their commissary, funny. and then they literally used all their commissary money on these chips because they were delicious. Have you tried them? Yeah, <laughs> they and were really are they good. Delicious? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What are they just regular type of chips? What kind of chips? It like was barbecue? the flavor, and now I can't remember what the flavor was, but it was, like, unique, and I cannot hmm. tell you what it was. Um, You'd probably be super grossed out if you looked at the ingredients. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, uh, the only person that I, I can remember in recent memory bringing home those chips is now dead, so. Jesus, it was the chips. Um, does it have, like, an anal leakage advisory on the bag? No, it was just, like, a okay. like a brand that they made for jails, but it, they weren't like poison. They were just chips. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah, I'm interested in that. Um, so Scott has never met Lindsay in person, but he says he's very much in love with her. He wants to marry her and he has not told his family anything about their relationship. So I wonder what he told his family as to why he moved down there. That would be interesting to know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I I got like caught up where right before he said that he said she was basically speeding, but then followed it up with she was going 140 miles an hour. I'm like, is that yeah. basically speeding? Like at that point, I think she's flying. Yeah, and she had meth in her vehicle and a firearm when she was arrested. So yeah. I think that's a bit more than speeding. He's really downplaying that arrest. Yeah, he he was downplaying <laughs> a lot of things. So oh, I, yeah. I would really, really interested I would to too. know. It would be probably so embarrassing to tell people this shit. But I guess you don't have I don't to know tell if you're them. Allowed everything. to 
you're not allowed to be embarrassed if you sign up to be on Love After Lockup. Yeah, that's true. You, that's true. Like, you forfeit that. Yeah. So th- they do, um, like, an interview. The thing that really confuses me is how do they convince the jails to let them do interviews with the inmates? Money, money, money. Oh. I don't know. It just feels, it seems kind of tacky, but it is jail, so whatever. There are also a lot of for-profit prisons, though, so. Oh, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So, I mean, she's doing an interview. She's behind the glass, and she's got that uh, phone up to her ear in full glam. And she says that Scott is different than other guys. That should be another thing that you drink when you someone says oh, someone is yeah. different. Um, she definitely sees having a future with him. She said Scott has sent her between fifteen and twenty thousand dollars, and he act- in two and he also years. Told- and he, no, I thought it was like nine months. Is it two years? She said they've been together two years. Oh, I maybe thought. I got maybe them, not. that mixed up. I, another- I could have gotten them mixed up. I don't know. Yeah, the crazy part was she says that he also takes care of her daughter, and there's a picture of Scott and his daughter and her daughter together, and. Yes. I'm sorry. Huh? I said yes. Like, I'm just so... And especially because they haven't met in person, but he's already met her daughter. No, I would never be okay with that. Some creepy no. old dude who's, like, 51 and is into me and I'm in my 20s. And he's going to meet and have a relationship with my daughter. Are you fucking insane? Over my dead body. Yeah, literally. Over my dead body. Over his dead body. I mean... Over his dead body. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> awful. And uh, yeah, so he's telling about how she got arrested. And then um, so when Scott tells the interior designer that Lindsay's 27 and he's 51, that's when she says the line that he's going to need to keep Viagra on both sides of the bed. And I mean, this is another reason why I love this fucking show. I mean, she's she tells him that the interior design is going to probably cost about $50,000. I thought that was really cheap. I feel like if he said any amount up to a million, I would definitely try to milk him for a lot more than 50 grand. Oh, hell yeah. I would say minimum 100 grand. (laughs) Oh, at least. At least. If he's willing to go up to a million, I mean, let's get him up to like 250. I mean, geez, why not? I'm interested to see how much she actually gets done because... Spoiler, he only gave her two days. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. So then I would definitely charge more than 50 grand for sure. Um, But, you know, she's in Mississippi and it's probably an insane amount of money for interior design for a regular house like that. Oh, I'm sure. So, um, But Lindsay says she wants marriage, a big diamond ring, and a happy family with Scott. Don't we all? Yeah, not with Scott. Not Does he that. have like a cleft lip or something? I kept wondering about that too. His his lip is very red, but it doesn't look like it was like surgically corrected. I don't know. We'll it see. It almost looks like yeah, to me it kind of looked like a cleft lip that was corrected that maybe there's like some scarring or it wasn't completely It's possible. Fixed. I yeah, think Jenny just... from 90 Day Fiance Toes daughters is much more noticeable than his. Oh. Yeah. You haven't noticed it? Yeah, but he his lip more looks like more puffy, like bad lip injection puffy. Maybe. Yeah, Maybe. I don't know. Um, so the next couple is Maurice and Jessica, and I am so fucking sick and tired of all these morons from Las Vegas giving <laughs> my city a bad name. I feel like every single season of 90 Day Fiance or Love after lockup, there's some idiot from Las Vegas. It's like, can you guys not scout for morons in other cities? Come on. <laughs> it's embarrassing. <laughs> Maurice is 26. He is uh, serving seven years for burglary in the first degree. Jessica, 33, marketing consultant. Um, oh, here's another reason a drink. Jessica says she never believed in love at first sight. But now she does. Ugh. Love at first sight. That's another one for the drinking game. I'm going to start making a list. We should. We'll we should make a bingo game. card. What'd you say? I'm going to make us a bingo card. I was thinking about that too. Um, I... And I'll put it on our, pa- our, our, our uh, Facebook page and on Instagram. Yes. That'll be so fun. Then we can get like a live thread going. That'd be really fun. Um, okay. So now she believes in it. 
Um, she met Maurice on Plenty of Fish. Um, red flag number one, who the fuck is still using Plenty of Fish? Did you Rude. meet him in 2002? Rude. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> well, you did I... meet Austin in like 2002. Ten years. Add ten years onto that. <laughs> but that's when people were using Plenty of Fish. It's 2020. <laughs> Who's using Plenty of Fish? I don't know. I've been in a relationship for eight years. That's true. Um, she said when she realized he was in prison, she thought he was like really hot. Um, she found out he was sentenced to seven years. Um, and he is her dream guy. There's another one. Um, <laughs> her dream I guy. Like a piece of paper. <laughs> I have one. I'm ty- I'm writing. Oh, you um, are writing it. Uh, he's tall, handsome, funny. He's just like a real man. And, um, you know, I noticed that he's a real man complete with tattoos of other women's names on his chest. Oh, so, I didn't pay attention to what it said. Cause I got stuck on the one on his What eyebrow. if them said candy? And I can't imagine that that's just an homage to runts or nerd candy. I, I think that that's some really classy woman's name. So... How would you like that? How would you feel about having sex with your husband and having to stare at some other chick's name on his chest? Yeah, I don't know. I don't love it. I don't love it. However, (laughs) I mean, I understand that people have passed. I also think you're pretty, I don't want to say stupid because there's probably somebody I know that has it. um, There's a certain type of person that is okay with putting somebody else's name on their body. I have always been of the mind that you only put your family members' names on your body, and even then it's risky. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I, mean, I recall seeing more than one woman's name on his body. I'm sure. Yeah. But I think that's the, um, if that's your type, then you can't get me mad about it. Yeah, that's true. Um I mean, her parents seem really normal. I don't know what the hell happened with her, but they are absolutely horrified about the whole situation. Um, yeah. My next note says, oh my God, God Maurice like- is from Compton. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, had a, I had a problem with her parents for one reason and one reason only i think they're absolutely justified and then being completely sketched out by the fact that she's with this dude that she does not know outside of Mm -hmm. prison but they also seem pretty racist (laughs) so i'm like i didn't get that but i was taking a lot of notes so i might have missed something what made you think that they seemed racist it was like the very like veiled ways that they were talking about maurice they were just very like stereotyping like kind of judgmental people and to to me i guess i try to be a little bit more open-minded but they were like oh well you know he's from a bad area and he's in jail which like yes I, that, those things are i didn't true. take that as racism at all i took that as you know if he was a respectable black man with a job and good intentions i don't think they'd have an issue with it but this guy is a literal gangbanger from Compton. Yeah. I I would not be okay with this either. I mean, this guy was in a gang at like 12 or 13 years old. He has all these gang tattoos all over his body. Tattoos of other women's names. He's been in prison for seven years. I mean, yeah. I don't think that that's racism. Because I think that if he was a normal guy... Or maybe even a guy who got caught selling weed or something. I think that yeah. they'd feel very different, differently about him. I would not be okay with my daughter marrying a fucking gangbanger. Even if they completely had changed? He has not changed? No, I'm I'm just posing a hypothetical question. I mean, but um, how do you know? I guess is, how, is the question. Well, just because I've seen like previews and she's like, oh, you don't want to go back to jail. And he's and he just doesn't no. seem like he's. I, I'm it. totally now just talking in like a hypothetical situation. Oh, I think I, it's like I look try to look at things on like a case by case basis. And like to me, I'd yeah, no, he seems like I a piece be, of shit. But I would be horrified if my daughter secretly married an inmate behind my back and then was bringing him home like 
I would be absolutely afraid for her and horrified. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because when you're in a gang, you don't just, like, decide you're not in a gang anymore. That's not how it works. Then you're putting your – now your daughter's in danger. Yeah. No, I totally agree with you. I was just posing a question now. No, I totally, I totally, like, understood why her parents felt the way that they did. Uh, Apparently, he's got a nine-year-old daughter. She thinks that he's changed and that everything is going to be different. There's, like, two more ways to drink, changed and different. Um. And her daughter, her sister has not talked to her in four and a half years because, you know, she married Maurice in prison and um, the sister said, you're not a good role model for my daughter and I don't want you to be around her. Now, what did you think about that? Uh, I think that her sister has made very valid choices. Yep. Um, It's unfortunate. Um. It's a sticky situation, but I, you know, you have to consider other people's opinions when you make those kinds of like life altering decisions. I would have done the same thing. I, I don't know absolutely... if I would have done the same thing that quickly, but it's it's also very hard for me to cut people off. So. But after they got <laughs> married, like no, I would have um yeah. I would have done the same thing because I'm sorry, I'm not going to be welcoming a gang member into my home near my child. Like that would not happen. No, totally. Agreed. So I totally would have done the same thing. It is sad, but um I would have done the same thing. I totally get it. Um, and then, so she says that their wedding rings, she bought them on like online for $2 each. It's just really a fairy tale love story, honestly. Um, I will say true story that I paid $9 for Austin's wedding ring online. It was the one he picked out. Well, I tried to buy a more expensive one. Married in prison, though. That's another one for the bingo card, though. I think every time we see a, um, yeah, a nice prison photo with some ethereal background. Like, I swear to God, there was a unicorn on one of those. <laughs> prison photos and prison weddings. Why do they allow prisoners to get married in jail? Um, I don't know. I don't think that I'm should sure be like something a... that you can do. I mean, some places still let you have conjugal visits. I know, it's crazy. Just just ask, what's her face? Yeah. <laughs> Lamar I was listening to Escape to Reality podcast and they had interviewed her and said that she paid like $50 in a cell phone to get that closet time. Something like oh that. Oh my God. $50 yeah, in I, a cell phone. I guess what Who'd happened. Who'd she get a cell phone to? Or maybe it was more than that, but it, it didn't seem like a lot for what they're doing. But basically what... What happened is they have some of the, like, good behavior inmates that also act as uh, security or something. And, yeah, so you can obviously pay an inmate off to get some time. And that's what they did. I just can't imagine trying having to tell my child about their, like... The conception in a prison closet? Yeah. That's pretty awful. (laughs) That's true. Um, (laughs) So Jessica's, like, stalking her sister. Um, they live really close to each other, and so she drives to her neighborhood. She's got, like, tape literally holding the windows up on her car, um, and she hasn't seen her sister in forever. And then she sees her sister, like, checking the mail, and she's pretty sure that her sister saw her. And this is my nightmare. This is, like, worse than looking up your ex-boyfriend on social media and scrolling through his shit and accidentally liking a picture from six years ago. <laughs> it's pretty bad. It's, it's worse than that. This may or may not have happened to me once upon a time. The drive-by or the Yeah, the drive-by. <laughs> really? Who are you stalking? My ex-boyfriend. Oh. And he saw it was... you. Did he say anything to you? No. But he told his sister who I was friends with that he saw me drive down his street. <laughs> Uh, next day you have like the cop show up with a restraining order <laughs> yeah I mean like I wasn't doing anything uh like bad I just oh I know I just think that's funny god I would want to die I would want to die yeah Awful. I was pretty embarrassed <laughs> um I think that this next one is going to be one of the craziest stories it's Christiana and John 
Wow. John (laughs) is such a weirdo. Oh, my God. Right off the bat, he's putting an eagle wing, a wing of an eagle, inside a trash bag. I don't understand why. He he tells us he's... I can explain this why. Okay, tell me why. Okay, so, like, where I'm from in Georgia, like, these powwows are a very common thing. So, um, they, like, use found objects. Like, he didn't go kill an eagle. Like, he clearly just, like, found it. Um, And so they they use these as part of their, like, like, formal wear. Like, I don't want to say costumes because they're indigenous people and, like, these are their normal you know, like items of clothing, but like they, when they have like powwows, it's like a ceremony type thing or like a, like a party does not seem like the right word, but it's just like a, it's a tribal, like sacred thing. And so they have their like, you know, gowns. I can't, I I just can't think of the right word. Traditional garb. Garb. Yes. So it's, it's just (laughs) part of his traditional garb. They add these things. Eagles are very sacred in most indigenous tribes um and so he was just putting it in his freezer so that he could use it eventually um (laughs) i just thought that was such a weird thing to not give an explanation for uh well i think he thought he did by saying it was for a powwow um he said something about traditional garb or something of that nature but this dude (laughs) He is such a weirdo. I had to keep putting my phone like far away from me last night to not text you and be like, oh my God. Oh my God. And then you text me. I saw it this morning. You're like, what did you think? I'm like, nope, not answering her. We're going to talk about did this podcast. Did you notice? Did you notice that there was a lock on his freezer? Yes, I did. <laughs> I have considered that 500,000 times because my kid eats every fucking thing in the house and I really mm. would like to eat something at some point. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, okay, what kind of fucking issues am I going to give her if I lock the fridge in the freezer? A lot. Yeah. I know. Just- so just keep eating all my food. I'll just starve to death, I guess. <laughs> I guess Nobody so. else needs to eat in the house but you. All right. And uh, I also noticed a lot of fly paper hanging in the kitchen, which really grosses me out. I currently have a fruit fly problem, so I can't say much. I have, we have fly paper in our basement because of like snakes and stuff but i don't have like five of them hanging i just feel like if i was going to be recording like have a camera crew there for a national television show i probably would have pulled the flypaper down before they arrived you know what i would have done before i was recording would have remembered how many kids i had (laughs) (laughs) and their names maybe write them down on a cheat sheet because homeboy has apparently been married six times or four times he couldn't remember he couldn't and he's remember been engaged how many times he'd been married either that's what i'm saying like he was either engaged four times and married six times or married six times and engaged four times and then he was trying to remember how many kids he had and what their names were which was super embarrassing like i had secondhand embarrassment I, and I, this is where I wanted to text you and say, how did this man convince so many women to marry him? Maybe during the powwow, there's some kind of like s- spell. They're passing that peace pipe. pipe. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand it because I would, I would never, I wouldn't really even talk to him. He's so weird. He looks um, like a washed up hippie from the 60s who yeah. somehow got in a time machine. But then he tells us that he's been to prison himself for 12 years. Yeah, that was a plot twist at the end. I was like, oh, and that that mugshot did not even look like him. No, it didn't. He said he was a scam artist, so when he was younger, he used to print his own checks. <laughs> he would change one or two digits in the account number to make it look like a mistake. And so, you know, eventually he got caught, spent 12 years in prison, and got into got out in 2008 and never wants to go back again. God, 12 years. That's a long time for check fraud. Super there are fucking, time. there are murderers and child molesters and rapists that get nothing. I, I don't understand that. It's a big deal when you use the mail system of the United States of America. I'm quoting McMillions there. Uh. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, it's apparently a huge deal. 
So Christiana calls and um, I think she's calling about the release date. And she said she can't wait to see him. Um, he met her on a prison dating site because these people are lame and apparently they need to do that. She's in prison for parole violations. And uh, let's see. She's going to get she out had in like, two days. <laughs> she had like 30 crimes listed on her rap sheet. Yeah. Because his sister pulls it up and it's like, what the hell, dad? Who, which, his daughter, way, Sapphire. Of course, her name is Sapphire. But she looked normal. And she, she was she's actually totally really pretty. Normal. She's totally 100% normal. And I feel so bad for her that she's got this dad. I hope that her mom is better. I don't know. I can't believe he had two kids still living in his house. I was trying to read the board behind him with, uh-huh. like, the chores. Like, I kept trying to pause Oh, yeah, I tried to train. see that, too. It was driving me crazy. Well, his girlfriend's on the phone, and she's on speakerphone, and the camera crew's there and everything, and she's, like, telling him how she can't wait to suck his dick. And yeah, that was really funny. I felt like I was going to throw up a little bit because, like, that, you know, I can think of a lot of dicks. And that's probably one of the last ones I would want to suck because he looks like he hasn't bathed in a while. I don't know. Yeah. He looks like a super weirdo. I mean, I try not to judge, but he looks like a super weirdo. He's got like long hair and a unibrow and fly paper in his kitchen and an eagle eagle wing in his freezer. And um, he had ice cream in his freezer too, though. My my note says, oh my God, John has been married four times and he's been engaged three times. He said, no, the numbers are off. He was engaged twice and married four times. <laughs> I don't know, man. He doesn't know how many times he's been engaged. He does not know how many times he's been married. He doesn't know how many children he has and he doesn't know what their names are. He smoked too <laughs> much marijuana is what happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, he calls his brother Cordell over, says he has a huge surprise for Christiana. And what he wants to do is to turn the tr- bed of his truck into a wedding chapel. He's going to ask her to marry him as soon as she gets out. And she he wants he wants to immediately marry her in the wedding truck. So there's like a, a 30 minute window that he can get to the wedding spot because it's like the halfway house is like three hours away. So he's got to make use of his time and force her to marry him in his hillbilly truck within 30 minutes of meeting her. I mean, it's a great plan. It's fantastic. I see nothing going wrong. No, of course not. Oh, um, and so not only does he have a daughter named Sapphire, but he also, of course, has a daughter named Heaven. So... Um, these are great stripper names. If they became strippers, they would not have to change their names. I'm in love with a stripper. (laughs) Sapphire and Heaven. I feel so bad for Sapphire. She just seems horrified. And, oh, he's going to bring her home eventually to live with them. I mean, what a nightmare. It's going to be fantastic. I see absolutely no problem. When she's looking at her rap sheet, she's just scrolling and scrolling. It seems like a never-ending rap sheet. Oh, my God. Forever scrolling. Oh, my God. It's like she's like armed robbery, assault. I'm like, oh, good. Good, good. How long do you think till she's back in prison? Uh, Three months tops. Three months. I'm writing that down. What's your bet? We'll put bets up. We'll ask our uh, listeners, too. Um, Ooh, we should take bets on all these people. Yeah. Um, Christiana, this may... Well, it doesn't say she was arrested for drugs. She just keeps... Oh, didn't they say she cut off her... No, no, no. I was going to say. Maybe she cut off her ankle bracelet, but that was um somebody else. Um, Her ankle monitor... I'm going to say she is back in prison within three weeks. Okay. She's constantly violating her parole. So that's what most of her arrests are on her record. So we'll see. You are correct. Yep. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, And then... Quaylon and Chevelle. Oh, 
<laughs> Quaylon is 29, serving 12 years for armed robbery, and Chevelle is a 31-year-old business owner. She has a five-year-old daughter. She is freaking adorable. That guy, her father's not in her life. Surprise, surprise. Daddy issues. Um, oh, she said, this was so weird. She said that she cannot have a child without being married, that she did it wrong before, and she wants to do it right now. So I, I just don't understand if choosing someone who's been convicted of armed robbery and has spent 12 years in prison is doing the right thing. I think she's kind of mixed up. Yeah. You know, people really like to pick and choose um, what aspects of given commandments are the ones that are the right ones, whether it is a biblical commandment or a government commandment. Oh, yeah. Definitely cherry picking for sure. Uh, so, you know, whatever. Whatever makes you happy. Helps you sleep. I love night. them. She's sitting at the dinner table with her family and she asks them all what they think about the whole situation. And it is like crickets. Everyone there looks so uncomfortable. I actually, I thought her brother looked a lot like Soulja Boy. Like not Soulja Boy from 90 Day Fiance, but Soulja Boy, the Soulja, rapper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he looked just like him. It was kind of crazy. He did actually look quite a bit like Soulja Boy. Yeah. <laughs> now that you mention that. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny um you know so so statistically they say that some of the most successful relationships are people that meet through mutual friends um i don't know if that's going to be different in this instance she met quailon through her friend elena whose ex was incarcerated with him i did not catch that <laughs> Oh, wait. I you know what? I did. I caught, like, that they met through a mutual friend, and I was like... Wow. Yeah, her friend's, her friend's oh, ex was in jail with him, so that's how they awesome. met. Awesome. Cool. Um, she feels good. like he's her soulmate. Drink again. Jesus. And... <laughs> Have you yeah, ever called should... Ryan your soulmate? No. I don't believe in soulmates. I don't... I was, like, thinking to myself, like, I've, I don't think I've ever referred to my hun husband as my soulmate before. I... I used to believe in, like, soulmates, destiny, all that shit when I was young and dumb and at my first marriage. But after my divorce and everything, I realized that, you know, the truth for me is that there's no such thing as soulmates. And love is a choice. I can choose to love anyone. I can go out and find myself the biggest loser on the planet and choose to love him and spend the rest of my life with him. It's a choice. Absolutely. Yeah. It is absolutely a choice. Yeah. I don't believe that people, I mean, and the whole idea of, of soulmates also is like, why would you think that this guy you met on Tinder within a 20 mile radius of you is your soulmate when there are billions of men all over the world and you don't think that any of the rest of them could have been your soulmate. It just so happened to be this guy that lived 20 minutes away that you met on Tinder. Exactly. It makes yeah. no sense. Soulmates don't exist. People just choose to love someone and choose someone that's not a gangbanger. Yep. Yeah. Um, yep. So, oh, yeah. So right here it says, I am pretty sure this is the first mention of the word soulmates that we've heard so far this season. And I think we should make a drinking game every time you hear the word soulmate or destiny or fate. Take a drink. Sounds good to me. I think we should do that um, during our recaps also. I think that'd be fun. Sold. <laughs> I did not have to twist your arm on that one. This is the first time I've done a podcast with you that I wasn't <laughs> drinking. Well, that's because it's like we started at like 11 30 in the morning <laughs> i know that still wouldn't um, normally stop me but <laughs> oh here's another one for the drinking game um this guy so quailon says that his heart was caged but chevelle made it through them bars so he's opened his heart to her oh um God. opening hearts uh taking down walls stuff like that well good for him <laughs> Oh, go Quailongo. I do like to say that. <laughs> I hope I'm saying it right. I'm pretty sure it was Quailong. 
Um, so Mother Chevelle has bright red hair and she's wearing some gold eyeshadow and gold lipstick. She I mean, sure the- is wearing some gold ass lipstick. <laughs> That's it's all I can stare at. I know. It and is I was a choice. Like, <laughs> all I'm seeing is like the triangle of the eyeshadow and the lipstick and how they're all. I wonder if she used the eyeshadow on her lips or the lips on her eyes because it's like exactly the same. It's probably a multi-use cream. Maybe she's an innovator and we're the ones that are missing out. I mean, it's definitely a choice. Oh, she, here, she stuck to it. So here is a great way to get an idea of who Chevelle is. When she was younger, she was an aspiring rapper. She was talking to a producer who made her all kinds of promises. She, the family paid him $15,000 and then he disappeared. Awesome. You guys, if if there's if you're in like as a creative talent and a producer or a manager or whoever is interested in you and doing work with you, they will never ask you to pay them. Nope. They pay. They pay. And I can tell you this for sure because I spent a couple years at John Robert Powers. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. You know, you get you go to John Robert Powers. They're doing some big audition. It's not an audition. It's a way to sell you their classes and their headshots. So then you go in and, oh, they think you're so wonderful and you pay a shit ton of money for headshots that sit in a box in the closet for 25 years and you take their acting classes and their singing classes and their runway classes, even though you're like a chubby weird kid and with a (laughs) unibrow and big fluffy curly hair and you have no business being on a runway and wait, is this too personal? (laughs) your story it ain't mine (laughs) so you spend thousands and thousands of dollars and nothing ever goes anywhere you guys you don't have to pay if you're the talent they pay you she fell for it so she you know she falls for scams and her family doesn't want her to get duped again but um she has spent at least five thousand dollars on like phone calls and stuff with him I just, yeah, it's, it's so much. She says that they have phone sex all the time. And I'm really disgusted at the thought of an inmate in jail having phone sex with his girlfriend. Like, what is he just standing there hard at the phones with other guys behind him in line waiting? I think so. I was wondering how that works. I was like, uh, so is this just what we do? Like, we just, we just stand there. Maybe someone like awesome. smuggled a cell phone in to him and he's like texting Maybe. or something. At I was night. wondering about that. Yeah. Um, he cannot wait to have sex with her. He wants lingerie and sexy music and chocolate. And I, I can't handle when people talk about food and sex in the same se- sentence. Nope. It just, it grosses me out. Before, after, not during. Yeah, but that's just me. I mean, sure. that's my choice. I'm not here to kink shame. You, you do talk you, boo boo. You talk about chocolate. I'm just imagining like shit melting and getting on your sheets. And I guess I'm old. I'm not fun yeah. like that anymore. I'm I'm old. <laughs> I never found that fun though. So there's that. So this was kind of funny. Like he asks her to pick up his mom on her way to the prison for his release. Um, she doesn't want to share that time with him, but hello, that's his mother. You're just some chick. Can you, of course she wants to see her son getting out of prison after 12 years. Um, these bitches don't don't like to share. It's like entitlement. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's, you just met him and that's his mother. So be nice. And this woman has a child. That's what kills me about this whole thing. It's like, you have a kid. You cannot bring this guy home. You don't know him and around your baby. This is the thing I don't understand. People And he was still a child in prison. Like he was 17 when he went to prison. He's never experienced anything other than like hard shit. 
And I, I'm sorry. I just I'm really, really careful about who br- I bring around my kid. I would never mm-hmm. in a million years just bring a stranger home to live with me, especially not one that just, you know, spent 12 years in prison for armed robbery. Yep. It makes no sense to me. It's insane. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, okay. Who's this one? This one is um, Destiny and Sean. Do you think... So he, he's working in the garage with his friend. Destiny's getting out of prison this month. It's the first time they're meeting in person. Um, she apparently has not wanted to meet him in person because she has gained some weight and she didn't want him to see her that way. So that's a little scary. Um, how do you gain weight in prison? All you eat is junk food. It's not I feel nutritious. like I'd be such a skinny bitch in prison. No. All you eat is junk food. But when you get so bored that you'd be working out or something? Yeah, you're just lazy because you don't sleep. Yeah. Okay. Um. So she hasn't met him. And then this guy has spent 22 years on and off with his ex. And they have six children together. It seems like destiny. I don't know what you're hung up about. <laughs> <laughs> he thought she was the one, but then he met the love of his life. And my note says, okay, bitches, take a drink. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I think every time that he says her name, Destiny, then we should also take a drink. <laughs> Even when he's referring to her as a human being. <laughs> Anytime he uses it as a double entendre, go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um. He is showing his friends pictures of her and they're like, yeah, I would date an inmate too if she looked like that. And men are idiots. They're all stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. That one's they, not going to work. <laughs> I mean, of course they want to get married right away. He's concerned that she's a catfish. Um, okay. How different do you think she's going to look from the pictures that he has? Well, I think it's kind of ruined for me because we've we we see her like mugshot. And like we've seen pictures of her like that seem like maybe more recent than the ones he's received. I didn't notice a huge difference, but I guess I didn't pay a lot of attention either. I don't know. She has a neck tattoo and a Monroe piercing. Of that tells me everything I need to know. <laughs> um Oh, it's so funny when his friend asks him about how much money he sent to her and he's like playing it down like, I don't know, it's, you know, thousands. And his friend's like, "Uh, I'll go to prison and make you my pen pal. (laughs) Right. Sign me up, man. Yeah. Yeah. And his friend is concerned that Sean is too trusting and he's going to get murdered. He's going to get robbed or he's going to die. Is what he's saying. (laughs) There's like so many different things. Haven't they only been talking for like three months? I think this is the one that they've not been talking that long and he's already spent like 35 grand on her. Yeah, in nine months. Nine months. Yeah. God, that's the, a lot uh, of money. The last one, I think they had only been talking for three months. Okay, yeah. So nine months. Uh, she wants him to go to the bail bondsman and tells him that it's like a down payment on their relationship. <laughs> not how that works this girl has <laughs> skills I but mean. okay um he, he said, oh my god sean is also from vegas i give up i'm never claiming it again i wouldn't um, <laughs> he goes to the bail bondsman to see if he can bail her out he is shocked when sean tells him that he's never met her in person and, you know, basically this bail bondsman is like, uh, this happens all the time. He's probably getting scammed and he has to pay 10% of her $50,000 bond. So that's five grand to get her out. And if she skips her court date, they're going to come after him for that 50 grand. Yep. Yeah. Oh, she is the one. You bail out of jail. She's the one who cut her ankle monitor off. <laughs> where would 
you go after you did that? You would have to have money uh, to like gone go, on, go to a country that's like non extraditing country or something. Yeah, I don't know, man. I would not cut it off in the first place. You got to put down a lot of money to get those things on, just in case you're ever wondering. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, they are not free. <laughs> so wow, there's that. Um. Yeah, he's scared that she's going to take off and he's going to have to pay the 50 grand, which I'm going to bet that she. Do you I think, think she's she going to try to run at least once? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. She's gonna try to run once. She's going to she's going to disappear at least once before her court. Do date. you think she'll even meet him? Yes. Okay. I don't know. What if she tells him like she's getting out a different day? I don't know. You think she's going to pull a John? Is that his name from the know. first season? Tracy and John? No, who was it? Oh. The old lady and the young dude. The old lady and the young dude? Oh, Angela one. and Tony? Angela and Tony. Where did I get John from? Jesus. Oh, uh, there's a Tracy and Clint. And then there's a John and Shaw, Shane and Lacey. Maybe that's where I was getting it. But yeah, yeah. Tony. The one that kept dipping out. Yep. <laughs> Insane. Um, They're all crazy. It was, by the way, it was uh, Christiane and John. Maybe that's why I was thinking it. That have only been together three months. God, that is insane. And he's going to bring her home to his kids? Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. These so what? special. So overall, what do you think about the the episode and the couples? They're all insane, so it's great TV. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the usual for... Yeah. Life after no, life. I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to meeting the last couple, uh, just based on the picture on the website of what they look like. <laughs> because it's a girl that is dating the dude as the last couple. Oh, okay. He's in and prison. She looks like a she looks like a stripper in the picture. Wait, so she's in prison or he's in prison? The dude's in prison. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, there's two more couples. I'm sorry. Oh, really? Because there's seven couples. Oh, wow. That's okay. just a lot. Um, yeah. So there's an, looks like an older black guy with a young white girl. And then a white girl and maybe like a Hispanic dude. I don't know. It's in black and white. Oh. Um, and the that one is the one I'm interested in because she absolutely looks and is dressed like a stripper. So... Which there's nothing I, wrong with that, but that just usually means there's a little bit more drama. Uh, yeah, I, what I was going to say is I'm hoping for a lot of drama. Drama, drama, drama. Because I feel like the last couple seasons have been a little boring. So yeah. I really want them to step it up and give us a shit show. It doesn't seem like it should be hard to <laughs> have a shit show. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, excited. I like the first episode. Getting to know everyone was interesting. I'm really excited to see what happens from here. Me too. I'm really excited. Yeah. Who, who's your favorite couple so far? Or not favorite, but who's the one you're most looking forward to seeing? Hmm. Um, I guess the first couple that uh, Lindsay and Scott, I think she looks like a crazy wild party girl who is not going to want to, like, come home and be a sweet little uh, trophy wife. I I can uh, agree with that assessment. She could be like the Garrett of this season where she's out at the club and getting wild, not coming home. That's kind of what I foresee happening. Was it her in the, the preview for the next episode that punched him in the face? Oh, my God, I missed that. No, I don't know. Somebody, one of the girls punches a dude in the face. Oh my gosh. Crazy. I'm not sure if it's the the last couple or the first couple, but definitely one right. of the two. Wow. Um, that is crazy. So that should be interesting. Um, I think I'm looking forward to John and Christiana. Oh, <laughs> Just yeah. Because I'm like so I'm like fascinated as to how this guy keeps attracting women. Do you think she's going to say yes when he asks her to marry him like 10 minutes after she gets out of prison? Mm, no. 
Ooh, that could be crazy. Would you? No, but I'm not a <laughs> fucking psycho. That's true. Um, well, the only reason I can see her say saying yes. yes is just to like keep using somebody and like having somebody give her money. I think she'll get married to him at that murder point 30 minutes from the jail. <laughs> or plus like they both end. disappear. <laughs> All right. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. We will wait and see what happens, you guys. Um, we're going to recap the next episode next time. And, you know, we are actually starting a Patreon. So it's patreon.com slash resting bitch pod. Um, and our first episode is going to be pretty interesting. Melissa went to. <laughs> oh, my God. Melinda went to see a psychic and it was so on point. It was it was amazing. Freaky, honestly. I know now I want to go. So she went and she was able to kind of record from her lap. It's pretty good audio. You guys will be able to hear pretty clearly what the psychic is saying. And I'm going to interview her a little bit about her feelings on it. So that's going to be on our Patreon at the $5 level. So check that out. And um, also check us out on Instagram at Resting Bitch Pod and on Facebook. We have a page on Facebook, which we basically just reserved to have it. Um, we also have a private Facebook group called Resting Bitch Pod. Or does the Facebook one was a little bit different, right? I think it was Resting Bitch Face. Okay. We'll add some notes. We'll add some links Things in the show notes for know. you. Yeah, you know. Oh, no, we'll it is Resting out. Bitch Pod. I just looked. Okay. Yeah. So join our private group and get active in there. Leave us a five star review, and we will see you guys next time. See ya. Bye.